Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life episode, what is it? 20. Uh, we made it. I am joined here by uh, Rui Madge. How you doing, Rui Madge? I'm good, how are you? Really good, mate. What have you been up to? Uh, not much. I went to see uh, Billy Joel on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Pure hip hop. Well, um, At Wembley. Okay, very well, how did this come about that you went to Just a friend that? of mine had a ticket and like last minute in the morning. I was like, yeah. Try it out. Was it Saturday? Yeah. So you had nothing to do on a Saturday and you just thought I'd go see Billy Joel. How was it? It was good. You sort of forget how many people, like from a hip hop side of it, how many people (laughs) (laughs) sample his music. Yeah, and is that what what sort of motivated you to go? No, not at all. It just occasionally popped up during the gig and I was like, recognise that break. What is your favourite Billy Joel number, do you think? Uh, Tell her about it. Right. Mm. And what was that sampled on? I don't know. Right. I'm sure something. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. Action you... Bronson sam- sample. Uh, that Zanzibar tune. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. good one. Right, right, right. That got them off their seats. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds good. Very yeah, uh... What about you? What have you been up to? I have just been uh, on tour. Uh, I'm still on tour. Oh, great. And I went and did um, a gig for the British Heart Foundation last night. Mm. Um, and what I didn't realise is that would lead to every vegan in the country hating me and calling me a cunt on Twitter. I mean, because apparently they test on animals. I didn't know. And I'm a vegan. And they said to me, how can you hold yourself up as a, as a representative of, of vegan values yeah. if you're going to do this gig? And I was just like, well, it's just like a mate nearly died of a heart attack. He asked me to go and perform at this gig. Yeah, but that's, that's not good enough. So I'm sorry. There was mm. a protest outside the Comedia in Brighton. Was there? Well, seven people with a banner, but that is a protest, that is, that's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's yeah. good presence. And they sort of handed me a leaflet mm. telling me why I shouldn't be doing the gig. Um, what a job, man, to go in and give a pig a heart attack <laughs> of a morning. <laughs> good day at work. apparently well I'm laughing about it I'm going to get more shit for laughing but apparently they do test but I read it I read about it because I didn't know right did you know that that? no No. did you know Frankie no No. Mm. so I checked it out and apparently they do like if they find some medicine or some sort of technology they'll put it in a dog or something like that and and then the dog will die and then they go that didn't work so it does sound Mm. bad bleak yeah but at at that time you know, I had 20 minutes ready, so... No, I'm joking. I, I just thought it's too late. You can't pull out the gig as you yeah, walk in. Yeah, all your best pig stuff. Yeah, so anyway, people are pissed off. Let's just right. put it that way. This is the bit where we introduce our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are joined by 
Mr. I'm honoured, delighted to say we're joined by Mr. Frankie Boyle. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, man. Yeah? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad someone else is getting protests. <laughs> do you get do you get do you get that? <laughs> Quite major protests. Do you really? Yeah. Much of a show. No, I, I, I do get some. Yeah. Uh does it affect you? Nah, I don't really care. But did you care when it first happened? Nah. I no. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I sort of go in the back. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did have a threat of a protest, but it never happened. With the BMP said they were going to protest me performing in Barton upon Humber, but nobody turned up. Nothing. No. But I tried to. I wanted to make it a big thing because I, you just said it like really, bl- like sort of blasé. Whereas I would want to turn it into a PR thing. Do you know what I mean? Like really. I've, like, I've had, t- I've had so many sort of death threats and stuff like that. Wow. Actually, just protest. Like, if, oh, you're going to do it legally? Seems sort of alright. Yeah. I had some guys saying he was fucking going to turn up and kill me or whatever. And I kind of looked him up and he was a murderer. <laughs> 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 That's wonderful. He was also uh, terminally ill. So like, we were doing this tour like, and kind of looking at Twitter oh every week God. going, has that, has that guy died yet before we get to the town that he lives yeah. in? He's got nothing to lose. And then like, we get to the town that he lives in and he's start, starting to send these messages going, going on a big journey tomorrow and all this kind of stuff. So we're like, holy shit. Shit, and yeah. like extra security of the gig and stuff. <laughs> we got photos of this guy out in the fucking thing, right? And then uh, we do the guys doing all this off in this off in this final journey and all this stuff. And uh, then we do the gig, get through it all. And then the next day he's just tweeting, "Had a great trip to Scotland. <laughs> what, what holiday that was." <laughs> Amazing, amazing. The problem is, if somebody issues a death threat, they've got a very easy way of finding out where you're going to be, haven't they? I mean, yes. that's the issue. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. really <laughs> true. You can't say, come and find me, because they just go to the website and then they will do. Here's a little bit that you like to call, how did you get into hip-hop? You're a huge hip-hop fan, right? Yeah, yeah, man. How did you get into it? Um, sort of like, I guess I just kind of knew about it, like at uni and stuff, and the stuff that dips in from the mainstream, so like Delisol and... NWA and Public Enemy and all that kind of thing. And um, probably wasn't until like 2000 or something I started to get really into it. And then yeah. like uh, Wu-Tang's <laughs> Iron Flag album, what's that, 2002 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. That was like a really big thing for me when I was like, all right, I'm going to just get all the hip-hop. And I'm gonna, I mean, it's not even a good album, but it is kind of an amazing album. You know? Colour glocks, blitishes, listeners, UFO visitors, fly paintings remaining, reclining, broke commissioner, one boot off, he root off, no, he hype, flew off, hibernating, dead in the making, ear rake him, gear rake him, technician murderer, who hit the universe, the words is crushed, fingers icy slush, bringers, one Mercedes bus, tip bottles, Movado, sailing in some wool goggles, you follow, mailing jail letters, sending niggas, lottos. Well, it's a weird one, Iron Flag, because it is sort of like, because when they did 36, I remember 36 chains blowing my mind and like everyone was like lost their shit about that album and then the next one came out the double album and everyone was like oh, I don't know about and then by the time Iron Flag came out people sort of like they've lost their you know they people weren't people weren't as obsessive about Wu-Tang yeah. as they had been but then that album was actually is actually a solid a really good album but I don't remember it being like people weren't raving about it no, at the I time. It's just they? like really flat, but it's just that thing for me. When I, I guess that's the moment I finally got it. Do you know what I mean? That like I think I hadn't even really got that it was invented slang. 
and that one of the things they were doing was oh. creating <laughs> slang. I thought this is mm. just what people say in the Bronx or whatever. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. like all that stuff in Iron Flag where he's going on about like rocking David Duchovny wear, <laughs> rocking my Ben still aware. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's like he's out in, you know, he's out in kind of summer clothing kind of yeah. thing. But it's also a bit like the lameness of yeah. white people and all that. Um, you know, and I was like, oh, right, it's like this. It's like a more, it's like more like poetry or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of think it would have been nice if The Guardian had, you know, in the same way that The Guardian did like a breakdown of grime lyrics, if they'd sort of try to break down Wu-Tang slang. And I think, <laughs> I think what, what Ghost meant by rocking the wallies was... Uh, <laughs> I don't think they fucking know it. I know, I know. Particularly Ghostface. Yeah, Ghostface yeah. hasn't got a... It's just whatever rhymes, <laughs> yeah. that suddenly becomes slang, doesn't it? E forty is the most impenetrable. Have you ever listened to E forty? No. He just uh, he's got this kind of whole new slang, and basically you need some sort of interpreter to understand any of it. Really, I mean, you do for a lot of the Wu Tang stuff, but that stuff in particular, it's like listening to a foreign language record. Well, it's like rap genius now, isn't it? so you can look through the lyrics and all that, and like, oh, yeah. they're often quite wrong, or I think they're quite wrong and amateurish sometimes. But um, there's like MF Doom or something. Yeah, yeah. People try to unpick this. Can I think and try to add some meaning into Don't worry about it. cookies yeah. or something? But no, he's, he's just having a wank. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spoke about this before that LL tune. The pink, oh, pink, pink cookies, cookies in a plastic in bag. A, yeah, getting crushed by buildings. Yeah. Try and work that one out. Uh, so, who's your favourite Wu Tang member? Yeah. Yeah, probably Ghostface. Yeah, and my favourite record's that one. It's like uh, powdered up wild, wilder than the streets of Liberia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they've obviously written the verses separately, yeah. and like one of them seems to be in jail and the others aren't. And you're like, this is this is what you want, man. This is chaos. <laughs> I thought Supreme Clientele that album is, I think, is his second. Is amazing. It's so good. But you you sent me that video. Of him going to Action Bronson, right? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, and he's in a proper like 90s goon stance, like holding his dick <laughs> through some sweatpants, putting out like some quite serious threats to Action Bronson, because obviously he's kind of like lived into the age of Twitter. And he's yeah. like, you've deleted the tweets. <laughs> and he's like threatening to have him shot by out of town shooters. What is his problem with Action Bronson? Yeah. Just because he sounds like He it, feels right? he's been ripped off. But then Action Bronson was on some show and went, yeah, Ghostface isn't really up to it anymore. That's right. I saw that where he just went, well, what has he done recently or whatever? Yeah. But like, it's not Action Bronson's fault if his voice sounds like him, is it? I mean, what can you do? But he don't. He doesn't. I do know that the first time somebody played me Action Bronson, I did think it was Ghostface. I think Action Bronson should start doing a character. <laughs> <laughs> a pub landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an Action Bronson fan? Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah. It's like, I find that whole thing, I was talking to some about this yesterday, but people are so much more proficient as you go along the timeline of rap, so like mm. Tupac, uh, you know, you, you, you listen to it and you go, this is quite clunky, but it's obviously a step on from those kind of early 90s, yeah, early yeah. 80s kind of really clunky stuff, but now it's just like you hear people and you're like, wow, you're amazing, you're not even that good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like the fluency. Mm. Just I know. Like the, the, well, it's sort of like, it feels like there's two directions it's going in because like, you've got like these really amazing MCs like who like whose lyrics are incredible and then you've got rappers like Future. I don't know if you've listened Future, to Future, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the driver last night um, played me Future right. super loud. So yeah. 
by coincidence, the driver got back from a gig with someone I'd given tickets to a show or something like that. And he was like, have you been listening to Future, man? He just pure pounds. <laughs> 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 it's like the traffic lights with Future playing. And yeah. that is... The opposite, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just sort but of... But it's also drank-influenced, isn't it? So it's like all that kind of heavy bass, kind of mumbly stuff yeah. is, comes from, like, those people actually were on drank. Yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah. of about slowing down and word choice, like making more kind of, like, elaborate word choices. Whereas, yeah. like, they're just going, well, we could take the sound of that and just fucking rap about cars. And yeah, stuff. but you sort of... You don't want to... Listen to an album where, in order to enjoy it, you have to drink three bottles of Benelin or whatever in order to really sort of appreciate what's going on. Do you know? I think that's, but you should do like your hundredth podcast. You should do a drink podcast, man. And we're just going Sponsored go, by Benelin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like so, when they had all those like the remixes and shit where like, where it just like properly slow it down. Like it just sounds wrong, but it's like apparently if you're if you're off it, it's, yeah. sounds, it's just incredible, man. Have you heard them um, Chris Brown's kind of drank influenced one was called? No, I, I, think it's, I think it's actually called My Car. Right, right. <laughs> but it's right at the very you know because they they're obviously working with the same producers and that was right at the time sort of ASAP Rocky's out. I went to see ASAP Rocky that week in Glasgow, and then you see like Chris Brown's record come out and it's Dalton oh, done in that kind of drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's just it's literally him going. My car. It's <laughs> like Ferrari from different angles. My car. But there is a point at which I remember, like, oh, I've talked about this before, I remember being really stoned and listening to Warren G's first album and thinking it was the most incredible record I'd ever heard. Like, I remember just thinking, this is amazing, man. Like, how come Warren G's not the biggest one? Like, out of everyone, this is fucking incredible. Have you seen the guy that's done uh, where Warren G and Nate Dogg uh, had their shootout in Regulate. No. So a guy's done, he's got photos of the streets and everything like that. Yeah. He sort of isolates it from the song lyrics of going, well, they must have been rolling down this street oh, and then they met these right. kind of hookers <laughs> on this corner and he's got like, and then he sort of narrows it down to like, they go off and like, fuck these women at the end of it. He's going, well, there's only like three hotels within that. And he goes and like checks them all out. Where's this guy from? Is he American? Guy? Yeah, he's out, he's out there. But there's also a guy, um, remember like, it was a good day? Yeah. Ice Cube mm. song. So there's a guy narrowed it down all the different things in the song, there's like a football game mentioned yeah. and that stuff, and he works out it can only be one day, and he's like, this was uh, Ice Cube's good day, and Ice Cube, get this, turned up on his doorstep wow. years later, and took him on a Zeppelin trip. <laughs> so like, oh, on a Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. trip? Ice Cube's doing some like promo thing in a fucking blimp, right? <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm just go and get that guy that worked out what day it was, kind of thing. Was he right going, about the day? Yeah. It was a so he goes, he goes and just takes mm. him... Wow. And did the blimp say Ice Cube's a pimp on it? Uh, no. <laughs> it was. It said whatever the fuck he was promoting. Probably said oh, Red okay. Bull or something. Oh, right. Well, it would have been better, though, if he'd have actually <laughs> been treated as song. Pimp, pimp. <laughs> <laughs> my pimp blimp. <laughs> And you're are you a t- you're a Tupac fan? Are you are you a t- hold on a minute? Oh, well, first of all, let me just explain the context of this. Nobody so far, apart from Tom Davis. Yeah, but yeah, but he doesn't. Really, yeah, I mean, he only knew Snoop and Tupac. He, when he, Tupac. he came on under false pretenses, yeah. didn't he? But um, nobody has been a Tupac fan. I don't think yeah. really. Like mm. everyone's Biggie, right? Not that you can only like one or the other, like, mm. like those two, but. Um, and also we've had complaints about being anti-Tupac so it's good when I say complaints Frankie what I mean is one guy on the iTunes review <laughs> said why did you say that Tupac can't rap I'm not going to listen anymore so, he can't rap but I do love Tupac yeah. like he was also he's a pretty good rapper for the time because you remember like I mean it's really sort of 
thumpy and basic mm. flows that people are doing. And like Biggie's a lot better, the flow's a lot better and it's funnier and all that stuff. But like Tupac's kind of the first real gangster rapper that breaks through, but also he's kind of mm. like the first real conscious rapper. And he's sort of, it's also sort of better because he doesn't really know how to do anything. He's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking determined. he's got to. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. So technically not proficient, but more, it was greater than the sum of his parts, basically, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I, I have a theory about his death. Right. Because... Oh, by the way, uh, this is great now, because finally we can shed some light on this. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <Exclusive>. <laughs> this up. I, th- I think, right, there's a lot of stuff in both the records, Biggie and Tupac, that you could, as with a lot of hip-hop take as being gay you know I'm yeah. going to tear your ass up all that kind yeah. of stuff but when you look at the big diss tracks they did about each other I think there's sort of more going on so Long Kiss Goodnight yeah. remember the last album yeah. Biggie I mean that's a funny thing to say for a start <laughs> yeah. right I'm going to I'm going to outline the theory <laughs> now, I just... that, <laughs> can I have a Long Kiss Goodnight <laughs> to, I mean to your to your mortal enemy right? yeah no. Uh I make your mouthpiece obese like Della Reese. When I release, you lose teeth like little cease. Right? So mm. he's talking about his coming in, coming in his mouth, mouth so much that he yeah. loses teeth. And he's saying like little cease, who's yeah. on his record Junior label. Matthew, so he's like, yeah. that's what I'm doing to him. I'm also wow. possibly doing oh it to uh, Blood flood your dungarees. So he's talking about Tupac, you know, always wore dungarees, right? <laughs> and perhaps he's fucked him so hard that he's, he's bleeding. Yeah. Um, and this very kept his dungarees on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really that's, powerful. Yeah. That's hardcore. Uh, motherfuckers mad because I blew. Niggas envious. Too many niggas on my dick. Shit strenuous. Uh, and there's loads and loads of references to various kind of gay stuff uh, throughout it. Um, but when Tupac. The, the record he's responding to is hit him up, right? Yeah. Mm. Tupac says, I fucked your wife, I'm going to kill you. Pretty much, right? He says it all very openly in the video. It's really up front. Yeah. Mm. The one bit where he puts his hand over his mouth, like, I shouldn't have said that, if you remember. It's the bit where he goes, eh, I had to try to persuade a bitch to let you sleep in the house. And you're like, what's... Yeah. What, what's upsetting about that? You've just threatened to kill the guy. You said you fucked his wife. Why is this referring to this instance something that you shouldn't do? Yeah. And is it that Tupac and Biggie were gay together? That they were gay lovers, right? And did they have each other killed so that they could be together, <laughs> or pretend to have each other killed? Oh right, my that's god. Good. There's various clues in the songs. Um, Long Kiss Goodnight, the other one in that album. <laughs> By the way, is this a theory? <laughs> is, this, is this a theory that I've never heard this theory? No, so this, this is not, my theory. This is your own. <laughs> right? This is. Have you heard? I've not. No, I've never heard. There is when did you start stumble upon this theory? How long have you been holding this theory? I sort of thought of it like a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepless nights. I thought I've gone into this podcast, and if I can download song lyrics, uh, it'll be fun. Um, there's a bit, he also says a few times, on the D-Lo uh, is a thing uh, Biggie says, which, and that's a very specific thing, that means a guy who's gay, secretly, but married. Right. So that's, where that, that's where that phrase comes from, being on the down-low. Like oh, I didn't know that. phrase, yeah. 
You're, this, that is definitely... You're not reverse engineering this. No, no, that's true. Okay. That's true. All right. Just um, got to double check. You hope you don't mind. I can't just accept your theory on face value. So, even if you don't accept my theory, um, you're nobody <laughs> till somebody kills you. It's interesting from the point of view if you believe that Biggie had Tupac killed. Yeah. Because there's lots of things in it uh, that refer to the murder. Uh, where he's talking about only the feds I fear so he's kind of like maybe hinting I left the state right, that's, right, that's right. why he would fear the feds is you've committed an interstate crime and you know one of the theories is Biggie was there yeah. for the murder didn't participate in it but turned up and gave them a gun um, yeah this is the interesting bit incidents like this presumably Tupac's murder I take trips lay up in Miami with Tamika and Tammy some Creole bitches I met on tour Push a peach legend coupe gold teeth galore. Told me to meet them in the future later. They'll take me shopping, buy me lavender and fuchsia gaiters. <laughs> so he said, while Tupac has been murdered, or while we're pretending to have Tupac been murdered, yeah. I'm off with these two women who are almost like personal shoppers. Yeah, yeah. They're taking Biggie out mm. to buy fuchsia coloured alligator shoes for yeah. something that he's doing later right so i think perhaps biggie and tupac are going off to live a, a gay life together right so i think it being the 20th anniversary they're going to reappear this year right, right. they need to be on the, on the biggest worldwide audience so it's going to be the eurovision song contest right? <laughs> they're going to come on and do a duet but you're like well they never they're not european where have they been living where have they've, they been well, living they've they've got, they? i'll tell you they've yeah. got all this money mm. right? yeah how have they managed to get onto the Eurovision Song Contest? Mm. They've got all their royalties. <laughs> what they've done is they've destabilised the economy of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that they can appear as their Eurovision Song Contest entrance this year, 20th anniversary. And uh, I think the hologram is to get us used to the idea. So right, the hologram right, right. Yeah, is like, yeah. don't freak out when I come back on the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> and they'll come out this year and it'll be like, I, d I mean, I don't know what they've got planned, yeah. but like, presumably Biggie's been working out. You reckon he's lost some weight? No. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he's tried. Right, right, right. Yeah. I reckon. Because yeah, it reckon, doesn't get easier, you know. And also, they can get anyone for that gig. Like, Barbara Streisand might marry them on stage or something. Cause at the time, they've come out now because gay marriage is legal now. Yeah, so they're waiting for the right time. Exactly. Yeah. It's probably a very tense time. I mean, that's probably why all the anger. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, first album, Ready to Die, <coughs> then Life After Death. <laughs> Life what's after that, death. What's that joint? What's <laughs> like, that joint comeback album called? Um, we're out and we don't care. Or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> it's entirely in Greek. The title. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a really brutal description of yeah. classical homosexuality, yeah. but in Greek. Yeah, it makes sense. It's Greece, like Greek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all adding up, man. Yeah. California love refers to their LA sort of affair or whatever when they yeah, used to just they first met. Rodeo Drive or whatever, just yeah. like. <laughs> it, it all adds up, man. But they, they probably just saw it all as that was the sexual tension between us that the whole mm. the whole rivalry came from. And then afterwards, people have taken that for real. You know, people are still doing that. And like Biggie and Tupac must be sitting in Greece, wherever they are, yeah. just watching that going, what is, is everybody fucking gay? <laughs> I thought it was just us. No, we didn't have to go. <laughs> like, you know, the game seems to be gay for G Unit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of Jay Z's lyrics are quite homosexual, aren't they? Like he says things like "I never had love for a woman," shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty like loads of them. I mean, 
if there was some sort of Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z threesome thing going on that you could like bolt onto that theory that and then good. Beyonce does an album about how he's cheated on her oh my <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> Sangria the follow up to Lemonade <laughs> So, uh, what modern... Are you into UK stuff? Yeah, yeah. I listen yeah. to a lot of grime. Yeah. I listen to it mostly. I just listen to Radio 1 Extra and kind of like try and work it out from there. <laughs> uh, what, what stuff do you like? Uh, I like Trim, Mad Trim. Do you know him? Like, I don't actually. You mentioned him before. He's your yeah. like, favourite, right? <laughs> he was in like Roll Date, but he's really brilliant. He's kind of a genius, but he's also just got this attitude of like, I've never really got anywhere. Life shit. <laughs> like <laughs> misanthropic guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's also like a real sort of not caring. Like you know, that kind of like Charles mm. Bukowski. You know, it's like this, and I can do this really well, and nothing seems to have happened with it, and fuck everybody. Yeah. And I really sort of enjoy that. That's me. That's me. Bad boy trim. Bad boy trim a feet. Tanny trim van. Javan. Oi, what's his name's back? Listen, it's same free Richard Marks than MG and Carly Sipit. The names I worded it different. Flowed with it first and heard it myself. Siblings. Is that his lot now? I mean, do you think now that Grimes sort of getting to where it is, he's got? A, is he gonna? Well, they're, they're kind of old school in that at like twenty eight, though, aren't they? I know. Mm. So. I know, like Wiley's like the Godfather, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Wiley? I don't know. He's like he can't be twenty nine. Something like that. Yeah, it must be. But Wiley's seen as like the. Yeah. Even like Gigs is seen as like they talk about him being like the grandfather of all. Of it all. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I enjoyed that Kano album just for like the sheer. I just love to be that emphatic about anything, man. That's a real MC. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you like that, Kano? <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> it's like really just to be that worked up. That definite about what you think. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, actually, it's like as well that like, great thing where you can get into something and you're not part of the culture. So you're like. I don't know what the fuck this means. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. shubs? I don't even know what it is. Shubs! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a fucking exercise bike going, yeah, shubs, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is bad, because there is part of you, because I sort of think, oh, I want to find out yeah. what that is so that I look like... But actually, it's probably better to just go... Interesting so, use of lingo there. I mean, I'm not, I'm Urban not, Dictionary told me it was a uh, house party. <laughs> oh, right. It's like, this house party is happening. Shrubs. 
Do they give you the derivation? How do you get from house nah, to shoes? I don't know. I've yeah. literally, I just I took it at face value. Yeah. I feel like a gazillion or something, do you know what I mean? Going through Urban Dictionary to work stuff out. <laughs> Uh, what other grime are you into? Do you like Skepta and people like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stormzy. Um, I think what I've got lately. I must listen to Shan Andrews' show, and then like if I like something, I'll kind of look them up. I mm. know often the mixes on there are sort of better than the records. <laughs> so it's I quite know, disappointing. Yeah. You get this thing going. Oh, that's not as good. I know it's weird. I find like sometimes the mixtapes, like when you pick up the mixtapes or whatever that they've put out for nothing. Mm. They're better than like yeah. then when you get to the album, or whatever. Like J Cole, I didn't. Did you listen to J Cole yeah, at all? Yeah. So remember, like J Cole, we just saw the mixtapes; they're incredible. And like his latest album was good, but the, I remember like listening to his album after getting really hyped up with the mixtapes. Like, it's not quite as good, but I, I don't know why that is. I think it's just because I don't know they're making more of a concession to the to the album format or something like that. But it loses something, doesn't it? Maybe are all the samples the same, and is all the production the same, or are there bits that they can't? I guess Clear, there must be bit, oh yeah so maybe that is what it is probably there's bits they can't use or whatever but I reckon they must be under pressure from label like the label to go mate that's not actually a song that must be most of it Yeah, I tried to get Wu-Tang stuff on a TV show one time and they were just like we can't clear anything because they haven't cleared anything so like they just oh, don't right, clear yeah. any samples well I did I did this like I did this sh- this thing on ITV this and I had to arrive in a car, and they said, well, do you want Wu-Tang? And I said, yeah, I mean, of course, like, let's get Wu-Tang. And the only one they could clear was Gravel Pit, which is like... It's not quite the effect I was going for. Do you ever know what I was hoping for fucking chess boxing or something like that? Yeah. It's mad. Well, De La Soul couldn't put their stuff online, could they? Like, because yeah, there's, like, samples, hundreds so. of samples in that stuff. Yeah. Um, but do you like um, UK hip-hop that isn't... Gro- like, because obviously... People sort of assume, well, I think some people have assumed that UK hip-hop has sort of morphed into grime and that, that you haven't got UK hip-hop, yeah. but you do have UK hip-hop, obviously. Oh, like, there's lots of stuff, man. I like Little Sims's album, it's really yeah. good. Um, uh, I brought you down some records from these guys, Flame Gorilla, that I sent you the thing of, but they're like right. just these really sort of ambitionless Yorkshire kind of rappers. <laughs> is, is that bad to call them ambitionless? But they seem like... I, I quite like things where people are just proficient at something but they aren't really trying to, to push it, it. Yeah, yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean if you're not having fun with it be done with it that wild goose hunting trick you don't have to take it if you can duck it quick enough of a struggle to rub together a couple quick funding the bloody government everyone's suckered in um, they're really good uh, Dirty Dyke yeah. is really good Dirty he's on that kind of journey as well isn't he so he's done I saw an interview with him he said something I really liked when he's going so he did like his first he's done two albums but the first couple are like ah man on coke and I'm fucking give me a slag right that kind of thing and then it's like, like Danny Dyer does hip hop a little bit isn't it it is a bit when you listen to it isn't it and then like the third one it's kind of like it's almost like a come down kind of thing and he's done these sort of like things about like a, a prostitute living next door to him and it's all really depressing and stuff like that but really really brilliant as well and you think well that's that kind of journey that we kind of go on as, as kind of writers and stuff like that and a good interview with him where he was like they go oh that's good, you know a progression in your thing and he's like yeah but the next one might just be really mental again and you're like yeah that's that's great it's actually great to think that someone could go oh, I still got that madness I could access it yeah he's not I working mean, on an arc he's just yeah. like <laughs> it's just, it's just whatever happens at the time like whatever he's on at the time yeah. that return of the twat yeah I love that song so much it's so good it, it, but it's it, you're right the first 
his earlier stuff is like proper jump up like bonkers right and then it just sort of chills out a bit it's still great it's like wicked um, Ocean Wisdom amazing right yeah yeah he's, he's another of those ones who like the younger you are sort of more proficient you are he's like 21 it must be yeah it's all, are they all Brighton based these guys I no think. it's like Dutty Dykes in Cambridge oh is he yeah. oh, okay. I think he lives in London what do you uh, what do you think of sort of the because I basically have this problem now you're a dad right mm-hmm um, my wife doesn't think that hip hop is music for adults, basically, right? So, so I got this situation now where I want my kids to get into hip hop, but I'm not allowed to listen to it in the car. Well, a lot of it I'm not allowed to listen to in the car now because she said the kids are old enough to pick up on it. What's your attitude towards? What's your parenting uh, philosophy on hip hop? I, I think that's both right and wrong. So I think the, I think the the, the message of hip hop it's all about mutability right i think that's the great theme of literature it's all about can we change and how do we change so like when tyler the creator don't you remember he got banned from coming into britain yeah mm. now if you're a comic or you if you're a novelist or whatever you know that's a freedom of speech issue or something and tyler the creator says oh haven't you heard the last three albums that was yeah. like that was three albums ago that yeah. was like threatening to rape people like, yeah i've changed <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing about hip-hop is You've got to say, I've changed, and it's all about how you've changed. I've come from this terrible mm. place, but it's also yeah, how you've yeah, kept right, it real. Yeah. How, how have I kept it real? Um, so there's that kind of like tension in it. And the, the great theme of American literature, and most American art, is was it worth it? I've, I've come here, so it's like Tony Soprano, Mad Men, The Great Gatsby, all that stuff. It's someone looking out of their uh, fancy house going, was it worth it? I'd yeah. sort of rather be mm. back on the factory floor, and that's the kind of journey of America. Uh, and hip hop is just someone answering that with "fuck yeah." <laughs> Are you kidding? This is fucking amazing. I came from the project, yeah. you know. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the answer to that, which is quite a juvenile answer in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's it's worthwhile. I mean, you look at Nas or something like that. Right? Nas has also done a lot of very bad records, but it's this huge tension between someone going. Oh, I've changed. I've completely changed. And at the same time, I'm the same. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. And that—that that is an—that's an adult theme. Yeah. I remember like that one of the nicest lines where he said the kid got his chipped tooth fixed because like you know in all of his earlier things he had that chip and then he got it all sorted out and then he sort of it was almost like he embraced the fact that shit was going pretty well. Do you know what I mean? Even when it, like obviously life is good. You know the whole like there's the whole theme of that. Do you know what I mean? There's a but Nas is a, an ongoing problem for me because. I love him so much, but he, like you said, he's done so many terrible, terrible records. You know what I mean? Like, also, does he write it all? I don't know. Whoa! You know, you don't reckon? I don't know. I mean, there's always the rumours that like Stickman writes some of it. Oh yeah, yeah, some of it sounds like Stickman, but maybe it's just like he got a bit derivative or something. It's more likely that he got a bit derivative. Well, it's not completely consistent his writing style. Yeah. Like, if you listen to some of his stuff. It's very complex, and then you listen to others, and and then initially you think, well, that's just because it's a different style of song. But sometimes, arguably, you could say it it, it does sound like a different flow or whatever. Maybe. Well, sometimes you just sort of think maybe cannabis is not that great for the writing process. <laughs> is also the message of hip hop. <laughs> if you're aiming for consistency, yeah, very powerful. I know. Yeah. Weed well, when you see rappers like stoned in interviews, and you see how lacking in eloquence they are, yeah. and you think, and then later on that day they're going to go and try and like string together loads of words oh, in I, a rhythm. Like, I see the one that absolutely blew me away with that. Do you remember Snoop Dogg? Yeah. had a comedy show 
It was called something like Snoopy Dizzle Doggy Fizzle. It's <laughs> <laughs> on, <laughs> on MTV or something. It's on MTV, yeah. right? So it's just in the style of like, like you would see in a British comedy show. It's stand up and sketches, right? <laughs> so he comes out and they've got like an audience around him, but obviously they can't have any normal people there. So it's all kind of models, wow. kind of posing and stuff like that. And he'll come out and do like a terrible. Best audience, that must be. <laughs> like, they won't laugh. There's nothing that can make them laugh, right? They're literally trying to get their muscles into shot and stuff. Yeah. And he, he'll sort of go, Today a photograph was released of Britney Spears without her makeup. And they'll just show you like an old woman or something like that. And it'll cut back. He's not Jeez. laughing they're not laughing <laughs> it's getting it done. they're going to a sketch right and there's the pranks in the sketch but in like America they can't they don't really do pranks anymore that's why they're always doing pranks on themselves like jackass because yeah. like, people are so litigious so it's obviously just actors and like one of them's like uh, this old woman's in a pottery barn type thing making a pot mm. and Snoop Dogg just comes up and like pushes it off the table <laughs> and smashes it and she's not even real so she just has to kind of like look at like an wow. actor and kind of oh fucking leave God. now but, then, but you do watch and you think, well, who the fuck writes these raps then? Because like, yeah, that's true. Mm, yeah, that yeah. person that does those raps wouldn't do any of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Push off your pottery vase. Don't give a shit. <laughs> it's one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pottery vase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, like, I mean, his, uh, and also, I mean, he smoked so much that he changed into another person. I mean, that's Snip it. Lion. <laughs> How strong is the fucking grass oh, in Jamaica? <laughs> Just what the fuck? You go to Snoop, be careful when you're at Jamaica. I think it'd be fine. Uh, hey, man, I'm Snoop Lion now. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> he must be like the fucking obelix of cannabis. Yeah, he must yeah. have like fallen in the pot so many times. I, I sort of think like with, I mean, smoking weed, it, does a, it doesn't progress in terms of what it does to you. So I can't believe that Snoop hasn't got bored of getting high. Like, I can't believe... So it must be... I don't know what he's continuing to get from he's it. He's super rich. It's not even like... It's like something we've never heard of. It's yeah, like He's yeah, literally yeah. talking to Napoleon or something. <laughs> he's playing chess with a variety of historical figures <laughs> on what he's smoking. I remember there was, a, wasn't there, there was a reality show with Snoop on. Or it was like it was behind the scenes with Snoop oh, or something yeah. like that. And I remember one of the opening shots of the thing was him doing the vacuuming. And I was fucking gutted, man. <laughs> and I, I was so... Smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, <laughs> just got to get up all these goddamn roaches. Um, it was horrible. I just like... And then there's, a, there's one funny thing he did. Whereas, have you seen that clip of him uh, like doing the, the, natu- the um, wildlife commentary? Where it's oh, yeah, just him watching over some... Planet like, Earth, isn't it? Yeah, over Planet mm-hmm. Earth. They just got him to like go, shit, are they beavers? I got- <laughs> It's good. It's fucking wicked, man. He did, a, he did a porno as well, didn't he? He did loads of yeah. them. Yeah, the oh, did he had a porno label. Wow. And he just sits in the corner in yeah. a wicker chair. What, in the film? <laughs> While everyone's fucking and stuff. Are you joking? Yeah, yeah they're like big actual... house parties yeah. and stuff. And there's people fucking by a pool. And he's just like that. Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, my God. At what point do you think I think what will give people a, a better wank is if I'm sat in the room watching what's going on? Like... That's fucking mental. I guess yeah. it's Snoop. It's your thing. It's your porno label, but they don't know. It's like you know when a celebrity opens a restaurant. Yeah. You go there to eat, but you want them to be there, don't mm. you? And then oh yeah, Peter Andre was in there last week. But if you're watching a Snoop porno, you want to actually see the guy doing the vinegar strokes. <laughs> Just fucking thumbs up from eye Snoop. Contact. Full eye contact. Full <laughs> What modern hip hop are you into? Like US stuff? What are you listen to at the moment? I just listened to that album, Telephone by No Name. Did I, send I you? don't know this. No. Oh, right, just check it out, man. It's amazing. Yeah. It's one of those that's just kind of like 
really mind blowing, kind of like just relaxed and off the, like we said, not trying that kind of thing. Of just yeah. someone who's incredibly proficient, and that's the best album I've heard this year. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. You just have some drank and just kick back to that. You about to get your ass beat for stealing that twenty dollars? Like baby, just ask me. Mama said she loved, loved, loved us. When the lights was off, we had to stay with cousins. I um I was I was just I said the last time it went. Do you listen to any West Coast stuff apart from obviously Tupac, who you've got an extensive theory about? <laughs> um, I don't really think of it in terms of West and East Coast. Well, they sat. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but it's just that I would I I was um I went when I was in America. I'd sort of I met some guys in a, like who were properly into their hip hop, but in America, I tell you what, what I think is different. In the states, in terms of certainly people I don't listen to hip hop, is we have an obsession with what's new over here yeah. in a way that they don't. So like, if they you, like, you'd hear loads of people in LA listening to Doggy Style, right. like, and it wasn't like you know, here you, somebody might go, oh, I had a little throwback day and I listened to it, but they'll th- those albums like still get mm. regular play, like the Murder Was a Case soundtrack and all that stuff. So these t- I was talking to these two hip hop fans and they said, what uh, West Coast stuff do you like? All they're talking about is YG, like even more so than Kendrick. Because I thought I thought everyone would be obsessed mm. with Kendrick, but they're all into YG, man. And isn't, isn't YG kind of like that future mumbly? It, it's sort of like it's not. It's sort of it is sort of like old school bouncy sort of West Coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's not that great at rapping. Mm. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, only, I only watched a, a few last night because like you mentioned it yeah. to me. But um, there's one that sort of starts with him going in and threatening to rob someone in a grocery store yeah. for minutes. And then he sort of meets some women and sexually harasses them. And it's like six and a half, seven minutes thing. It was only like three minutes of song. I reckon I reckon they I reckon he just got them to follow him around for a bit. And then he just said, Can you save that in the edit? Like just like don't try and make me not look too bad when this actually goes out. Like But it seems like um, he's been shot. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a thing funny... with his mind, can't let it go. Well he there's this thing about him getting shot is he's obsessed with, obviously, mm. as he would you know, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. If I got shot. I'd be banging about it non-stop but like, <laughs> but like so I understand that but he sort of wants to talk about it a lot but doesn't want to give any details like apparently he was notoriously uncooperative with the police about like you know they just would he wouldn't give him any information and then oh, I read that's... an interview where they're asking about it and said how did it what happened with the shooting because it's got shot he I knows. got shot Every rap mother's like that, isn't it? It's yeah. always like, uh, and they asked his 20-man on trash, none of whom seemed to have seen anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. What do you think about, what's your argument about, or I mean, we sort of touched on it a little bit, but <clears throat> the misogyny and sort of sexism and sort of stuff like that in hip-hop, does that... Do you, does that, is that a problem to you when you're listening to it, or do you sort of detach yourself from the, the fact that that's all in there? It's like... I don't know. You kind of roll with it a bit. There's also there's like there's a lot of hip hop that isn't like that. I know. So I know. Like yeah, Public yeah. Enemy and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. talking to someone who was telling me like, "Oh, hip hop's so misogynist and stuff." And I was like, "Well, then I roll these records, and you know, that aren't and are the opposite of that." Um, I did feel odd about all that odd future stuff that was like yeah. almost like pro rape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're kind of like, yeah. okay, this is the kind of new cool funky thing, but also you're kind of rebelling against what's gone before do you know what I mean so maybe yeah. everyone just rebels against whatever the last four year cycle was and they're like ah oh, we can say whatever we want kind of thing but I understand taking a contrarian position out of interest you know to be interesting but declaring yourself pro-rape is a fairly 
It's fairly <laughs> extreme strategy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought Action Bronson got banned from a festival, didn't he, for a, a record he'd done. What was the record again? But I remember at the time I listened to it and I, I, don't, I, I did know the record already. And I thought it was a record about someone listening to what po- or watching porn and hating himself. Right. And it was taken as being a thing about he's actually doing the stuff that he described oh, in, the, right. in yeah. the song. And he was banned from some festivals and stuff in Canada. And uh, it seems to me that I think hip hop where people don't come out and mount a defence of the thing as a text. So they don't come out and go, no, what I'm saying is this. They kind of mm. go, you know, fuck you, <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. But I wonder if like sometimes <laughs> with things like hip hop, like if you get banned from somewhere, it's quite a cool thing. You know, if Action Bronson has got Norway on his like tour list and then they ban him, he's probably thinking, I mean... It's like a gig being cancelled, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a gig being cancelled. Can we just talk about how wonderful that is? <laughs> yeah. How fucking incredible. I had a mate come along and he um, he came to one of my shows and he, he went to see Johnny Vegas and he went to see a couple other people he'd never seen comedy before. And I sort of said to him, uh, what did you make of it all? And he said, what? Well, never really understood before I met you guys. You know, is it like you'd sort of prefer it if you turned up and nobody was there and you just got to go home without doing your show. And I was like, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how we feel. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, you know, a mate of mine came to me to talk and he said, are you buzzing? And I said that I am like looking forward to doing the show, but nowhere near as buzzing as I would be if somebody came out and said, oh, something's happened with the venue and we can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, like, that would be so incredible. Like, I, had, I had the worst one, right? Because yeah. we were doing this big tour me and uh, Comic-Con Martin Big Pig and uh, we were really fucked and there was a venue we had to do that we'd already done on the tour that was fairly horrible and someone the, the, the gig got cancelled because it was kind of a club venue as well and someone died in the club right there they was uh, it was you know, a fairly innocent thing where the guy had, had a heart condition he got thrown out and he died and they said oh, you, we can't do the show because this guy's died and we're having a vigil and we were both like fucking thank you Satan <laughs> and it feels bad but you're just like oh thank god thank god someone died there <laughs> <laughs> I, the euphoria that just oh, I just can't explain it and then that evening yeah, is magical yeah. like oh like it's it just I mean you and Martin yeah. are just the fucking time of your lives man just yeah. like yeah, just it's we're just not on stage now. Brings like taste back to food. It makes, <laughs> it makes the, whatever film you watch seem amazing. Not having to tell someone to get their fucking phone off. <laughs> Stop coughing. Do you go to any um, live hip hop? I went to see ASAP Rocky in Glasgow. I went to. I did a show with Akala at the the festival theatre thing on the South Bank. Are you sure? So how did that how did that work? I was like, uh, I did a mad lecture about imperialism, right? <laughs> and like, Akala did some hip hop, and he did like a character, and then other people came on and did interviews and all kinds of stuff. And I had to talk about hip hop, but backstage, man, I mean, you just realise how shit comedy is. Mm. Like we're backstage, and there's all these kind of cool people. A, a teenage girl comes in with a backbeat on a, an old style Walkman and raps really well over it, just to us in the dressing room, right? There's a guy on the piano at one point, like, <laughs> playing a tune, right? And I look round and there's a guy uh, in a kind of three-piece tweed suit, like a kind of Langston Hughes kind of thing, right? With a, a trilby on and 
uh, that. And it's just gradually occurs to me, he's, he's not even on. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a cool guy. It's like know. hanging about the green room, and then the next night you're like in hold and stand up, and it's a fucking bowl of fruit. Yeah. Yeah. You've got enough, you've got enough back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could do it with some water. <laughs> I think I with Kevin Bridges one time in there. Uh, uh, what's it called Greenock yeah. and uh, the guy goes uh, do you need that and I goes uh, well, we could do it at a wee table for on stage and just a few bottles of water and they went anything else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the rider <laughs> I, I did uh, I did a uh, um a tour show I did a tour show earlier this year and Phil Gerrard was doing support and I normally just have a few bananas in the dressing room. This is so pathetic. Well, I normally have a few bananas in the dressing room. And, d- and they weren't there. And then Phil goes, oh, I'll go. I'm going to nip out and, and grab something. All right. And he went to the, um, he said he went to the one of the people. He goes, have you got any bananas? And he goes, how many do you need? He goes, I don't know, like six or something like that. And then he said, later on, um, I was on stage and one of the texts came up to Phil and went, I've heard Romesh doesn't go on unless he's had six bananas is that right <laughs> <laughs> actually, what's the thing with the bananas what's that what's that all about well, hip hop live what do you think of it do you like it terrible is that, is that old, isn't that Mark Lamar routine a bit like if you love hip hop don't go to a hip hop show yeah. it's just like fucking like what was ASAP Rocky like shit live it's, I mean it's just shit yeah the Carlos show, show was good live and he had like Josh Osho doing a thing like when he was in Glasgow as well Um and you start. This is actually quite good for a hip hop show. Yeah. Um, but normally it's like the fucking the fucking Wu Tang Clan selling t-shirts on stage. Who wants one? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know, I know. You're I know. a fucking millionaire, mate. Yeah, it is mad. I don't think I very rarely. I think Della Sol are worth seeing live. The Roots are worth seeing live. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I remember seeing um, Black Alicious. I saw Black Alicious mm. live, and they were amazing. Um, but I've seen so much shit. It's incredible. I think it's just not what they focus on, is no. it? Maybe as it now becomes like a bigger part of their income, the live shows will get better. Well, that's the thing, because like, apparently the Roots, like, well, now they're Fallon's house band or whatever on the, the Late Show, but before, they actually made loads more money out of doing the live stuff than they did out of the, rec- out of, out of the record sales. So then that meant that they realised that they needed to work, or not, I mean, they've always been good live, but they realised they needed to make that show a proper spectacle mm. so that they could get, not in a Kanye way where you have so many lights and stuff that you're running at a loss, but like where it's like a really tight show and you actually properly, you know, people will come back and watch you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And hopefully that will happen across the thing, but Grime seem to be into the live, like they seem to be into yeah. giving a, putting on a good show, don't they? And they did like festival this year, yeah, didn't they? Right, like yeah. Eskimo dance or something like that, festival. Yeah. They asked me to do that mad clash thing they do, you know, like, like culture clash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like thing, to, I'll yeah. do oh, that yeah. next time, yeah. man. If I can get some bars written, I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever, have you ever been in Edinburgh for the comedians, have you ever done the comedians rap battle? No, man, I always find like, it's a bit lame if you listen to real rap, man, like some comic going, I asked you if you'd done your time and the light came on. <laughs> Sounds like rummishes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is bad. This is Donnelly. I would like to do it, like, just write it for a year and come out like fucking Kano. Yeah, man, like, have it rehearsed it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Big show. Big production value. <laughs> Absolutely murk some guy that's done three gigs. Just fucking come on. Frankie's Frankie been working on it for a while. Just have, have, like, guest verses from, like, UK Grime stars, man. Yeah. Lethal Bezels on. Yeah, let Kano tell him. Just fucking... <laughs> 
on that. <laughs> Some fucking open spots watching your hype man work the crowd, man. <laughs> Firing t-shirts out there. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, right, I think we're out of time, actually. Um, cool, man. Uh, but listen, Frankie, thank you so much for coming on. Man. You've always, been man. amazing. You've been so good. Yeah, um, is there anything you want to... I mean, we get about seven listeners, but anything uh, you want to plug or anything? No, like please that. don't come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, Frankie. It's been an absolute honour. Thank you so much. Uh, no worries. Good to be here. Cheers. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.